time in history, in a moment, in a blink of an eye, in a flash, faster than we've ever seen ever in history, the shift, amen, and an unprecedented number of people that are outside the walls of church today, an unprecedented number of people that are bowing their knees in prayer today, and for all of those that are with us online, you are with us, we are together, I I just really see that, I feel that, that this audience here, the, the audience, I see the seats are full because you are also here with us. You're with us in this moment, and I believe it and I see it. God will use for his good. Hallelujah. His presence is fitting. And the Lord says, I will have my way. Because I am the way, says Jesus. I am the truth, says Jesus. I am the life, says Jesus. And I am calling my bride to a revival of truth. I am sending you out. I am sending you out, church. That's why you're home today, because you've been sent out. It was no accident that you were home. It wasn't because of some silly virus that you were sent home. You were sent home because in your neighborhood, in your community, where you live, where you work, I am sending you out to speak the truth about who I am, to speak the truth that I that I declare for you to show this world who I am. It's time to demolish and destroy the father of lies that has spent this season attempting to put my crown on his head. It can never happen. It is impossible for that to happen because he's been defeated at the cross of Calvary. You have been sent out in this moment right now. You have been sent out. Look around you. Have I not sent you there? Have I not sent you to the right and to the left to be my ambassadors for I am the the vine says the Lord Jesus and you are the branches you are my branches bear much fruit I am watering you now this is a prophetic act that I have done you think some virus has kept you out of church laugh with me Oh, wow. I have sent you out. 
don't just take this moment to think, okay, well, this is, this is how we're going to do church now. We're going to look at a TV screen. No. This is me sending you out all over this world. This is me sending you out over the airwaves of Facebook. This is me sending you out over the Instagram post. This is me sending you out. The world is looking. And you have what they're looking for. You have me and you. Now I am imparting to you boldness. Receive it. Receive it. Let's put our hands out. Receive it. In Jesus' name, we declare an acts for boldness. The early church declared. So we declare boldness right now is imparted to everyone online through the airwaves, through time and space. Boldness, I declare over the earth for his church. While you, Jesus, stretch out your hand to heal signs and wonders and miracles in the name of Jesus so that this billion soul harvest, that nameless, faceless generation has begun. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> For he says, this is how I want it. I want the inside of the walls to mirror the outside of the walls. I want it out there. I want you to worship me out there. I want you to hear me out there. I want you to see me out there. I want you to love me out there. I have given you every gift. I have given you everything. And I am now calling you and sending you. Thank you, Lord. Do you not see? Do you not perceive? In this moment, I am making you into a new wineskin. The cocoon. The cocoon is done. I've broken you out and you're to fly with me. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I can't even look at this thing. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. For the time has come, says Jesus. The time is now. The harvest is plentiful. And you are my laborers. And I'm sending you out. You are the sent ones. I'm sending you out. You're no longer to be silent. You're no longer to sit quietly on the sidelines, says the Lord. You have been sent out. You have been sent out. I'm sending you out. Do you not see? Can you not perceive? Nothing that's happening. to me. And the Lord is saying, do you not perceive it? 
your life I made for such a moment in time as this. Your destiny is this. I'm turning the page. Uh, I'm turning the page of chapter 12, and I'm starting chapter 13 in your life. Thank you, Lord. Glory to your name. That means you, every one of you, this <laughs> will be seen on demand. And when you see it, the Lord is saying right now, it will be activated in you. we are entering into joining the National Day of Prayer that the Lord has called you our President, President Trump. Thank you, Lord. I, I want to say something to you, the significance of this National Day of Prayer. house, the two governmental prophets are home, call and grace their home church, both of them have a word in season, you'll be hearing from them, our two chief intercessors, you'll be hearing from them, my wife and I want to lead some prayer, and what I want to ask is, 
everyone where they are to join us in prayer. Everyone on, online, you are here in this room. I, I see you. I, I just I, And it's not that I do. The Lord is showing me you. That's what I'm saying. It's, and He sees you. And I, I, don't want, I want to encourage you to, to pay pray, prayers of agreement because we're going to do it. This rest of this service is going to be a continuation of this prophetic. I don't know what will come out, but, it, but it'll continue. That's just what's happening. But here's, here's what I'm to say to you. Remember who you are. Remember who you are. The world is looking for a solution. The world is looking for an antidote. God has called you and I to be the fear extinguishers. The fear slayers. I heard that word, one of the prophetic words from a brother of mine in Kuwait, and I said, that, that's a good word. See, you carry, you carry a faith running through your veins that the world needs, but you must remember who you are in this
has looked to God for protection and strength in times like these. No matter where you may be, I encourage you to turn towards prayer in an act of faith together. We will easily prevail. Thank you, Lord. I want to read what President Lincoln spoke. I believe it was a prophetic word. I, I believe it was, it, it was, it was a, a word for today. And I know he didn't know this, but I want you to listen to another time in history when this country was being torn apart. The virus is just a, a wake-up call of God in this nation, but in, in the world for sure, but that was a time when this country was being torn apart by different political views and ideologies and ways of thinking. It was just going to be ripped apart. Listen to Abraham Lincoln's words. During the Civil War on March 30th, 1863, President Abraham Lincoln proclaimed a national day of humiliation, fasting, and prayer. Whereas the Senate of the United States devotely recognizes the, the supreme authority in just government of Almighty God in all the affairs of men and of nations, has by resolution requested the president to designate and set apart a day for national prayer and humiliation and fasting. Whereas in the duties of nations as well as of men to their own dependence upon an overruling power of God to confess their sins and transgressions in humble sorrow, yet with assured hope that genuine repentance will lead to mercy and pardon, and to recognize the sublime truth announced in the Holy Scriptures and proven by all history that those nations only are blessed whose God is their Lord. And insomuch as we know that by His divine law, nations like individuals are subjected to punishments and chastisements in this world, may we not justly fear that the awful calamity of the Civil War, which now desolates the, the land, may be but a punishment inflicted upon us for our presumptuous sins to the needful end of our national reformation as a whole people. We have been the recipients of the choicest bounties of heaven. We have been preserved these many years in peace and prosperity. We have grown in numbers, wealth, in power as no nation has ever grown. But we have forgotten God. We have forgotten the gracious hand which preserves us in peace and multiplied and enriched and strengthened us. We have vainly imagined in the deceitfulness of our hearts that all these blessings were produced by some superior wisdom or virtue of our own. Intoxicated with unbroken success we have become too self-sufficient to feel the necessity of redeeming and preserving grace, too proud to pray to the God who made us. It behoves us then to humble ourselves before the offended power, to confess our national sins, and to pray for clemency and forgiveness. Now, therefore, in compliance with the request and fully concurring in the view of the Senate, I do 
as by proclamation designate and set apart Thursday, the 30th of April, 1863, as a national day of humiliation, fasting, and prayer. And I do hereby request all people to abstain on that day from their ordinary secular pursuits and to unite at their several places of public worship and their prospective homes in keeping the day holy to the Lord and devoted to the humble discharge of the religious duties proper that solemn occasion. All this being done in sincerity and truth, let us then rest humbly in the hope authorized by his divine teaching that the united cry of the nation will be heard on high and answered with blessing, no less than pardon for our national sins and the restoration of our now divided and suffering country to its former happy condition of unity and peace. Wow. Ring a bell. Does that sound familiar? Grace, it's time to pray. I'm calling a fast. A fast and prayer starting tonight until Easter morning. There are many reasons to fast and pray. The prophet Lou Engel has called for a Jesus fast. He's in it. We're joining the Jesus fast. We're joining the we're joining the fast of this season. And next Sunday I'll be speaking more about that specifically, but I'm just calling it now and I'm asking you to join me in a time of prayer and fasting for this nation, for this condition. The virus is just the tip of the iceberg. There's so many more layers to what God is up to. And there's good news in here. It's not bad news, it's good news. There's a lot of good news. You'll hear many things, many dimensions to what God's up to in a moment. But I want to call you to prayer, a time of prayer and fasting. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to read Psalm 91, and then I'm going to invite my wife up to, to, to pray and speak. And then, and then we're going to uh, have some others. I, I just ask you to stick with us right now because God is up to something. And we're not going to leave today until we have pressed in and prayed through and spoken everything from this place in history, this place on the walls of the cities of this nation, from this place to this world, what God wants to declare today. Psalm 91, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress in God whom I trust. Surely He will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with His feathers and under His wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night nor the arrows that fly by day. Are you hearing me? That's the prayer we are praying as I'm reading. You will not fear the terror by night, nor the arrows that fly by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you in Jesus' name. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you say, the Lord is my refuge. Let's say that together. The Lord is my refuge. You make the most high your dwelling. 
No harm will overtake you, no disaster will come near your tent. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him. For he has acknowledged my name. Are you hearing this, church? The Lord says, I will rescue him. I will protect him. I, for he has acknowledged my name. That means you. That means me. That means all who call on his name. He says, he will call on me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. I declare this prayer in Jesus' name. I'm going to call up some people to pray. We're going to just uh, keep the mic on the stand and do that. Tony, first my wife. Let's pray. Father, it's a beautiful name that you have given all of us. You are our Father. And Father, Father, everything that you said in Psalm 91 is true because you are faithful, and we know that. But Father, as you brought me, it's the cry of your heart. Because you died for everybody. And Jesus, you still cry the same thing because you are immutable. You are unchangeable. Your purposes don't change. Your, your plans do not change. They, they are a rock set firm. But Father, this is your heart, and everybody here, we need to listen to the Father's heart for the other people. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you are the city that murders your prophets. You are the city that stones the very messengers who were sent to deliver you, to deliver you. So many times, hear his voice, so many, his heart, so many times I have longed to gather a wayward people as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. But you were too stubborn to let me. And now it is too late, since your city will be left in ruins. This is the good news. It, it, by the way, I'm, I'm reading in Matthew um, 23. I can't see the little thing. Anyway, this is the good. I love the way the Lord ends this. For you will not see me again until you are able to say, we welcome the one who comes to us in the name of the Lord. Ah, so, Father God, you use everything for your benefit. You are sovereign over all things. And Father, we know 
that you have used the good and bad things to refine us, to make us who we are for our benefit. And Father God, you are for us. You give us good gifts. But Father, we are stubborn. You want, Father, to say to your bride, be sanctified. Let what has come sanctify you. Let me cut off what doesn't belong. Let me make you beautiful, for I am the potter and you are the clay. And instead of saying, what are you doing to me? Say, here I am. I love your hands. Mold me, make me. All your purposes and your plans for me. Fulfill them in me. You are the gardener, Lord. Oh, Lord, let the Father garden your heart. Let the Father mold you. Use this time. Let him show you what he wants to prune off. He wants to sanctify his bride. And then, to those that don't know him, he needs his bride to go. He needs his bride to go. With his purposes, with his plans, with his message that's unchangeable. He is sent you out to do the Father's business, just like Jesus. And Jesus said, my food is to do the the will of God. The Lord wants to bless you by doing the will of God. And so, I just taught this to my kids. Um, Jesus, he, he got baptized and the Spirit came upon him and his father said that this is his son and that he's well pleased with him. He went to the desert, and he showed the power of the Lord's word. And then um, he went into Nazareth, his hometown. So when he came to Nazareth, and this is what I'm doing right now, okay? I come in the name of Jesus. When he came to Oxnard, where he has raised all of us, he went into the synagogue, as he always did on the Sabbath day. When Jesus came to the front to read the scriptures, they handed him the scroll of the prophet Isaiah. And this is what we read today on this day, this National Day of Prayer. To those that know the Lord, the Lord wants to encourage you that it's not going to be you doing it. You're going to co-labor with him. First, he gives. He has given us what we need. And then he commands. And he only commands things that you are able to do with the power of the Spirit. So do not be discouraged, church, and listen to the words of God. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you, upon me. He, he alone has anointed us to be hope for the poor, freedom for the brokenhearted, and new eyes for the blind. And to preach to prisoners, you are set free. I have come to share the message of Jubilee, for the time of God's great acceptance has begun. This is a time for God that is using to to call people to see, to see what they've been depending on, to seeing their lack, to see how impoverished they are. It, it, It has affected the whole world, all of them see. And it has created fear because they don't have, they don't have, they don't have the 
message of Jubilee. They are hungry, they are thirsty, they are unclothed, they are poor, they are naked. Go to them. You hear my heart's cry for them. I want to gather them into my heart. God wants to give you his heart for these people. And that we would put our lives aside and our agendas aside and, and, and let the will of the God be food to us and let many people be fed with his good word. Let the Lord do what he wants to do through you. It'll be a, a time of jubilee. It'll be a time of blessing, and the whole world will rejoice because Jesus Christ is Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you. Byron. speak first um, uh, to family all over the world that will listen throughout the week to this time. Uh, my family, uh, my Reconciliazione family in Italy, uh, Germany, uh, Switzerland, Denmark, uh, the UK. We want to pop over to Central America, obviously America, uh, the United States. Uh, Central America is America, by the way. Father had given me was not just for our body or not just for the United States, but for those who are looking to just be encouraged by Dad. So this morning as I was praying, I thought, boy, I need something really good. He said, no, you just need to hear my heartbeat for the body. So you know that I write these things called love notes from Dad. So he gave me this love note for us. Well, let me tell you, these are not scripture. I understand that. It's a father's heart to his kids. It's how I see the, our father, how he sees us. I am your hope. You are under my protection. I I'm your shelter, your stronghold. You have chosen me. I am your confidence. What enemy can stand against me? What rope can bind me? I love how you turn to You have made me your glorious hero. You must know how much I love protecting you. Thank you. Thank you for turning to me, for trusting me, 
even in life's storms. For you have chosen me. What goodness I have for you. You have cried out to me, and I hear your words, and I see your heart of love. Your kindness is on display because you have chosen me. My kindness is in you. My hope is your hope. You speak my strength into others. All heaven rejoices. Did you hear me? All heaven rejoices because you have chosen me. Amen? Dad loves his kids. Father has shared his heart with us through that, what Byron wrote. I want to turn that around now and, and through a prayer, speak our hearts in response back to the Father for what he is, is bestowing on us and what he has for us. And so I wrote a prayer in response to, to this word. Um, and I want you... You can, I want it to be most of all a response from your heart. I, I have to admit I'm one who doesn't like when people say repeat after me prayers. I'm like, but what if I, I need to know that I agree with that prayer first. So what I want you to do is if you, you can respond as you feel led. If you want to respond out loud in repeating this prayer, go ahead. If you want to respond Silently, go ahead if you want to respond in your own words. That's fine. I'm just going to gonna read this prayer. Thank you that you are our hope, Father. Thank you that you are our protection. Thank you, Father, that you are our shelter. Thank you, Father, that you are our stronghold. We choose you, Father. Thank you that you are our confidence. What? Thank you that no enemy can stand against us. No rope can bind you. Father, thank you that no virus can overcome me. Yes, thank you, Father, that you are there for us we choose you as our strong tower. Yes, Lord. Father, we declare that you are the one and only true superhero. That's right. You are the only real superhero. 
We thank you that you are our protection, and we thank you that you are the Lord over every storm of life. We choose you, Lord. Thank you for your goodness, Father. Thank you that you are here for us. Thank you, Lord, that you live in us and that you give us grace to display your beauty, your love, and your kindness. Because we choose you to live through us. Thank you that because we know your kindness and hope, that we have plenty to give away because we have chosen you as our Lord and Father. Thank you. Amen. Praise the Lord. So what was really cool is this morning as I was getting that and as we were talking, I was, I was reading that passage out of the Passion Translation, Psalms 91, where it says an angel, he's, he's releasing angels on the earth. And I literally saw in the spirit just masses of angels being released from heaven. That itself should be an encouragement to us yes. that as we turn our faces to him, that when we choose him, he truly releases heaven to earth. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. David and Rachel. Prophet has spoken, and now I want our intercessors to lead us in some prayers. We will be praying for healthcare professionals and government leaders. Um, as we pray, please intercede with us as you feel led. Yes, we're here as a body, and unity is a strong suit in this case. This is out of Acts chapter 17. God, you are the one who made the world and everything in it. You are Lord of heaven and earth. <laughs> so therefore, you do not live in man-made temples made by human hands. You have no need, and we can't serve you. You yourself give life and breath to everything, and you satisfy every need. Lord, our flesh and our eyes tell us to fear but we come together as a body, declaring and partnering with you, Holy Spirit, that we are not given into fear. Yes. We agree with the power, love, and sound mind you have given us. Lord, we trust in you with all of our hearts and do not depend on our own understanding. We seek you in all we do, believing you will show us how and what to do. We worship you this day. We humble ourselves before you, our maker, for you are our God. We are the people you watch over and the flock under your care. Father God, I come before you on behalf of, on behalf of our health care workers. Lord, I ask that you would give an extra measure of physical strength over yes, these Lord. people. In your name, Jesus, put a hedge of health around them as they work tirelessly to care for the comfort and needs of others. I ask for new breakthrough 
Lord, in healthcare research and medicine. I ask for favor and grace over the pharmacies and insurance agents. Lord, we believe that through this time of trial and disease, you will bring many to an understanding and relationship with you. Lord, open our eyes to the opportunities to partner with you in this way. Thank you, Lord, that we are the solution, that we do get to partner with you, and that nothing can stand in our way because of you. Thank you, God, for the gift and privilege of health care and the benefits we have from it. But, Father, you alone are the one who gives life and breath, and we stand firm on your word as the true and ultimate physician and healer. This we declare about you, Lord. You alone are our refuge and place of safety. You are our God, and we trust in you. Amen. Next, we'll be praying for our government leaders. Second uh, Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14 says, If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves, pray, seek, crave, and require the necessity of my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and heal their land. Thank you. As a resource, I'm using AmericanPrayerInitiative.org. This is a place you can go and find prayers for different segments across America. If anyone's interested in finding how they can pray, targeted prayers at key points over our nation, go to AmericanPrayerInitiative.org. So we're going to pray for our leaders. We ask, Lord, for leaders who know you, honor you, and understand that they are accountable to you from the authority they have been given. Please fill their decision-making processes with your wisdom and guidance. Please give them ears to hear you and the discernment, courage, integrity, and strength to carry out your direction. Lord, we ask you to speak to those who do not know you, change their hearts to honor you as their highest authority. We pray for your Holy Spirit to inhabit thoughts and purify the motives of our leaders, drawing them to a full understanding and allegiance to you and your will and ways. We are hungry for religious leaders who truly know you, Lord. We ask you to give the shepherds of this land your spirit, your inspiration, your protection, and the bold courage to proclaim your truth under the sure anointing of the grace of Christ. We continue to pray for wisdom, strength, and integrity for President Donald Trump, his cabinet, his administration, and his family. We ask you to instill in our leaders an awareness of the godly heritage of this country and their responsibility before you to honor and preserve it. We ask for leaders in all walks of life who sincerely hunger for truth and strive for sacred honor in all they think say and do we ask you to guide and guard their intentions desires and plans we ask you to move in the hearts of many who know that service to you can always be anywhere even under a capital dome 
we ask you to raise up godly leaders who desire principles over politics. We ask for servant leaders who desire to be statesmen over politicians. We ask you for you to prosper and give favor to those who are truly devoted to you, that they may grow in effectiveness, stature, and influence with their peers. We ask you for your transforming power in the lives of those who would deceive, divide, and destroy. God of all creation, in this great scheme of things, we Americans are a small percentage of all the people in your world. And yet, you have so richly rewarded America with your blessings. An America that started out firmly planted on your foundation. We pray now, Father, for this prodigal country to rise from the ashes yes, you have Lord. left behind. We ask for a godly nation once again, yes. led by incorruptible men and women who right. know you, love you, and have a deep understanding and respect for your will and ways. We ask for you to transform hearts of those who serve as leaders, but don't know or honor you as sovereign. Please make yourself known to them. Show us how we can respectfully and effectively represent you if and when we are called to interact with them. Father God, we just surrender all this um, fear to you in Jesus' name. Lord, we speak life into the hearts of men and women yes. around the world who are called by your name, yes. Jesus Christ, to the one that we can run to as refuge and strength. Father, I just speak to the churches and those that call on your name that you would give them courage and boldness to rise up against what the enemy would say, against what the media would say. Lord, without you, we have nothing. We have nothing without you, Lord. We just welcome your presence into every area of this country that is calling on your name. We ask that you would hear our prayers from the bottom of our hearts, Lord. We cry out for your presence to come and saturate, to fill, to completely overwhelm us with who you are and your character is steady, steadfast, unmoving, unchanging. This is the God that we serve. We bless your holy name. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Wow. Yes, Lord. Our other chief intercessor, Ann. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, God, partner with these prayers. So that scripture that David uh, quoted out of 2 Chronicles 7:14, if my people, see, God is concerned about his people, will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways. As we go into this fast, we need to we need to identify with our nations if if certain national sins are not your personal sins you can still repent and god hears that yeah. you he, you can still ask for forgiveness and god will cleanse with his blood and remove the wickedness okay and so um we are we're the ones god listens to we pray for our nation. We pray for our people. And so for a few seconds, I want to just lead an example of that kind of prayer. Lord God, 
we the people of the United States are guilty of pride. We think it's all about us. It's not about us, Lord God. It's about you. And I ask you to forgive that horrendous pride, Lord God. I ask you to forgive us, Lord God, because we have filled the emptiness with worthless things, Lord God, with entertainment and with this and that and the other thing, and we have not paid attention to you and we have not honored you as God. Lord, I ask you to forgive us for that. Lord God, we've sent our children off to school and they've been taught that there is no God. And our responsibility as parents is to train up our children in the ways of God. And yet we've allowed the state to teach our children that there is no God and that they came from animals. Lord God, we are created in your image. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive us that failing as parents, as, a, as grandparents, allowing our schools to teach children that nonsense. Lord, please forgive us and make it right, Lord. Lord, we have killed the babies in our own wombs. Lord God, I ask you to forgive us that blood guiltiness, Lord God, and it's only by the power of your blood that that blood guiltiness can be cleansed, and we trust in it and in that alone. Hallelujah. Yes. Lord God, you have you have uh, sent confusion into our midst, Lord God, to where people don't even know if they are male or female. Lord God, that confusion in itself is judgment from you, Lord. And I, I repent. I yes. repent, Father God. I ask you to forgive your people in this nation. And as it has been prayed to restore us to the solid foundation of the word of God, the cornerstone, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So as we go into this time of prayer, God who is faithful will hear from heaven, but he is listening to his people. So cry out to him and he will heal our land. Hallelujah. I, uh, the Lord, I did not know I was going to be doing this tonight but this morning as I was seeking the Lord out of Psalm 37 verses 17 and 19 Passion Translation for the Lord takes care of all his forgiven ones see he forgives it's the whole point of the cross for the Lord takes care of all his forgiven ones while the strength of evil will surely slip away. It will surely slip away. Even in a time of disaster, he will watch over them and they will always have more than enough no matter what happens. So that fear of lack, that fear of disaster, that fear of evil, Father, I I, 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 I cast it down, I yes. tear it down over people's yes, thinking, Lord. over their emotions, right. and over their decisions. Father God, we will not react out of fear. We will not make decisions out of fear. We will, we will wrestle that force, and we will bow our knee to Jesus Christ and to you alone. To you be all the glory, my King and my God. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Wow. Thank you, Lord. James and Marlies.
prophets from uh, South Africa that are part of our house. Welcome them up as well. purpose of the pause. Did you get it right? Is it right? You get it right? Pause. Yes. The world right now is on pause. Everything that we know is, is being shaken. Everything's being stopped. Sports events. Entertainment events. Big crusades, big conferences, everything's being put on hold. Many churches are closed because God is pulling us back individually. He's calling us, each one of us, to come back where we relied so many times on so many other things and so many other people. For our entertainment and our being kept busy and even our own walk with the Lord. He's calling us back. He's saying, come and sit with me in the storm. Yeah. One sister prayed it earlier. She came and spoke about the storm. When God manifests many times, it's in the dark cloud. And there's a false crown called Corona. And there's the real crown called love. And in the midst of all of this, God is going to manifest His crown. He's preparing us. When Mary and Martha came to Jesus and said to him that Lazarus is dying, he didn't just jump and go and fix it. He waited a couple of days. And he said, don't worry, this is going to be for my glory. And so I sense the Lord saying, don't worry, this is going to be for my glory. But I want to I just share a, a, a gentle warning that I feel the Lord's laid on my heart. We're all excited. We're all fired up in faith and decreeing all kinds of things. But I want you to remember something. When Jesus said to Peter, be careful that you don't fall, they turned around and said, oh, us, Never. And then he goes into the garden of Gethsemane with them and he asks them to watch and pray with him and they fall asleep three times he asks them to watch and pray with him and they fall asleep and he says to them the way to overcome this 
is by watching and praying. And I believe he was saying to them, listen, this thing's coming. It's coming to get you. But the way that you're going to overcome it is by watching and praying that they rather slip. So I'm not trying to be negative. I'm trying to encourage you. It's time to watch and pray. And let our faith and our boldness be out of the boldness comes through His Spirit through us and not our own. You understand what I'm saying? It's His faith through us. If I'm not tapped into Him, I'm not going to bear the kind of fruit that is required to change this situation. So He's calling us to that place of intimacy right now. He's saying, come, lay down your crowns, lay down all your things. Come and sit at my feet. You know, Mary went and sat at his feet many times, if you read. Three times. When he met with Mary, every time she fell at his feet. She knew her place. He's calling us Come to my feet. The time right now is triple five. <laughs> my favorite number. Grace, 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 grace. Five, 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 right now. Grace, grace, grace. Yeah. Father, I pray for grace. The grace that comes from the seat of the throne of grace that we need to understand is where we are seated. And Father, I pray today that you protect us from a false pride of who we are and to recognize that who we are and everything that we are is because you made a way for us to be seated with you and to receive your grace. I pray today, Father, for a boldness to come upon your body in this nation, in my nation. It's happening all over the world, Father. I ask you for much grace that when we step out it's because our heart was being stirred by yours because we're so one with you we're so entwined with you Jesus that what you're thinking is what we're thinking what you're feeling is what we're feeling I pray for your body Papa draw her close to your heart in this time that we become the conduit of love that the world is desperate for right now. Bring us to that place of quiet before you. Of getting so fine-tuned to hear your voice that the still, small voice 
would sound like thunder in our ears. with a humble heart we can embrace this world you create us for God we just embrace it with your love we embrace it with your grace and your mercy and your justice and your righteousness I thank you for your crown of love for your crown of love Father God and your Thank you, Father, that you called us to be your peacemakers and your bridge builders. And we honor you. We honor your heart. We honor you. We honor you, Father. We honor you, Jesus. And we honor you, Holy Spirit. And as we walk this earth, we embrace. We embrace it with your love. worship. Let's seal all that the Lord has said today and all that we've prayed and all that has been prayed around this world this day. Let's come into agreement.